Blog Talk Radio. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Psalms 34 and 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Welcome today to a word from God's radio broadcast on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, and I want you to know today that God has a designed word especially for you. Psalms 119 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now with God's word in our hearts, our lives should be forever changed. Psalms 119 and 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path meaning the word will illuminate our steps as we walk towards our purpose in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Well, it brings me great joy to come before you today right here on blogtalkradio.com and to share a word from God with you. And I want to say thank you to all of you who have been following the broadcast And I want to say thank you for all of your encouraging words and for your support. And I want you to know that I really, truly do appreciate you for joining in every day and tuning in with me right here on blogtalkradio.com. What a blessing it is to, to just be able to come before you every day and share just what God has laid on my heart for you So, again, I want to say thank you for being here. Well, we have been talking about eschatology, and we've been talking about uh, the, um, in Matthew chapter 24, the Olivet Discourse that describes uh, what Jesus is speaking to his disciples and is telling them what is going to take place uh, in the world. They ask questions. And Jesus answers their questions. And then we talked about the rapture itself and and what we needed to do to prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord. And we've also talked about the rapture versing, versus the um, second coming, how they are two different events. And then we also talked about the um, 
the Bema Seat Judgment. We talked about the rewards that we will receive, and we talked about the marriage and the marriage feast of Christ. And so now we are into the sign of the times. There are signs even right now in the world today that we can see where we will know that um, we are living in that season, in that time of the Lord's return. And so on Friday, I believe it was, we left off. And uh, we said, and as I've been saying every day, because I can't say this enough, is that we don't know the date nor the time, the moment of when Christ will return, uh, meaning we don't know when the rapture will take place. We do know when the um, the uh, second coming will be because it's, the seven it's in the seven part of the great um seven years after the great tribulation, and so um we don't know the day nor the hour or the time, but we do know we can know the seasons by the signs uh the scripture does tell us that he is coming like a thief in the night, and we who are uh that we are to be alert and sober when he comes because the rapture is not a surprise to us. It is not something that God has not told us anything about. It is not something that is going to be sprung on us because God has already told us to be sober and to be alert of his coming. So um, we also talked about... um, that if we know God's words, if we know the word of God, we're studying the word of God, then we can know the signs, what what is leading up to certain things. It won't give us, again, it will not give us the date, the time, the hour, the year, the month. But, again, the signs will lead us into knowing that something is getting ready to take place. Now, this is something that I really want to share with you guys. On, on the air today is I want you to not just take my word for it. I don't want you to just take any minister or any pastor or apostle or or teacher. I don't want you to take anybody's word for anything. You can always go back into my archives and you can re-listen to what I have shared and get the scriptures for yourself, and then do your own study. You need to know just as well as I do what is coming to pass. There are too many people that are sitting and just allowing someone to teach them, and you don't know if they're teaching you in error. You don't know that what they're saying is true because I shared during the rapture portion of this teaching on eschatology I did share that there are a lot of people that have a different view of this and they're going, they're just as dogmatic about their view as I am about mine. But one thing I will always give you is scripture and not my opinion of what uh, eschatology is about. Um, You need to get into the word of God. You need to stop being afraid of the book of Revelation because you can become unconfused by studying the word of God, studying the books of Daniel and Ezekiel and Zechariah and Zephaniah. You can go through all of these particular books for yourself and know what the spirit of God is saying to the churches. Do not take just my word, but take the word of God. There are so many people that are being fed every week, every Sunday, and somebody is telling you or telling them something that they're just saying, they're just taking that person's word for it. But study for yourself because I don't, you know, if you don't believe in the rapture, 
uh, or the way that I'm teaching it, that's fine. You don't have to believe in it. But if what I'm saying is true and the rapture does hit and you're sitting here because you've been left behind because you listen, because you listened to what someone else said that can possibly lead you down the wrong road. You need to study for for yourself. So I want you to know that don't just take my word. Don't just, just take everything that I'm saying, but take the scriptures that I am giving you and follow those scriptures and let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you into his truth, the real truth. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. If what I am saying is truth, the Holy Spirit will reveal it. If what someone else is saying is true, then the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. But don't just take anybody's word just because we have a title in front of our name. Be wise. Be wise as serpents. Be wise. Know that what you are studying, that what I am saying is truly from the word of God. Also on last week, we talked about six categories, and we got into the signs of nature, um, how uh, how in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter of Matthew, uh, it talked about earthquakes in diverse places. It talked about different kinds of uh, um, things that are going to be happening uh, in this with the signs of nature. We are having more and more frequent, more and more intense um, hurricanes and earthquakes and tornadoes and and tsunamis and and uh, in some places the the earth is just opening up and swallowing up people. There are things that are going on in the earth, and these are signs to let you know the Bible says that these are the beginnings and that it's like a woman having birth pains. It becomes more frequent, and it becomes more intense in each and every situation. Each storm that we've had, we had Katrina, and and we had Maria, and we had Harvey, and we just had Dorian, and each one is a little more intense, uh, destroys a little more uh, uh, of of the country. Uh, more and more people are being are made homeless through a lot of these situations. Now I believe there are some more storms that are being formed, and so these are the beginnings of of what is getting ready to take place. So you need to take heed. So one of um one of the categories of the signs has to do with nature. The other sign that we saw uh it was a sign of society where it talks about man and it talks about uh so we went to um the scripture that was talking about uh, perilous times coming, where we were talking about being um, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, that we were unthankful, that we were disobedient, uh, that different things were going to begin to take place. So we saw in that scripture where it talks about self, you know, we we were lovers of money. So we, we see where it talks about uh, money. And and then it begins to talk about pleasure. That is what man seems to be looking for nowadays is 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 uh, self gratification. Uh, they're looking for uh, pleasure more than they're loving on God. They're they're looking for money. You know, there's nothing wrong with having money or getting money, but the Bible says that the love of money, not money itself. But the love of money is the root of all evil. And so it seems like that these are the things that we we, we want more. There's uh, so much uh, sexual immorality. There's so many uh, 
families are having domestic violence, there's drugs and alcohol and porn and disobedience. And we are we have gotten to a point where we are saying that good is bad and bad is good. And then the um I think those were the 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 two of out of the six categories about the signs of time. So we went over the signs of nature and we went over the signs of society. And today we're going to start start at the uh, signs uh, or the spiritual signs. So we're going to look at that, but we're going to go ahead and pray before we get started uh, on this uh, journey, on this particular lesson today. Because these signs are leading up to the coming of the Lord and some of the things that are going to take place uh, in the Great Tribulation and the Tribulation itself. So I want you to be alert and hear everything that I'm going to share with you on today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you for everything, Father, that you are doing right now in the lives of your people. I pray, Father God, that they are going to be able to understand and hear with clarity, Father God, what they need to know about end-time events. Father God, we don't know when you're coming back, but whenever you are coming back, we want to be made ready. We want our lives to be pleasing unto you. We want you to find us, Father God, ever working and ever doing uh, what it is that you would have us to do. So I pray that you bless this message on today. I pray that you bless each hearer, Father God, of this word, and that, Father God, that they can go forth. And, Father God, let them not just take my word for it, but, Lord God, let them step out on their own and feed themselves and get the scriptures and, and study and pray and fast over the scriptures so that they will know for themselves without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus is on his way back. And, Lord, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray and we say amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk about some spiritual signs. Now, there are some negative uh, spiritual signs which we even read a little bit about in Matthew chapter 24, and one of those are false Christ. Uh, we've had in the last several years uh, occultism and cults that have all of a sudden just popped up out of nowhere. Cults are uh, where you're believing in man, where you're following after a man, where you're giving to a man, and whatever this man says, this is what we what you would do. Uh, we saw that with the Jim Jones fiasco and in Waco. And and uh, people just following. When a man stands before you and says that he is God, that's a false Christ. That's a uh, that's a, a, a cult, and you don't want to be in that type of uh, environment. And then you have the occult, where you have Satanism, and uh, uh, which is now a recognized religion in the in the country of of America. Uh, you have all kinds of things about the occult, uh, um, witchcraft, and 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 you have the um, uh, the the cards, the the cards that tell you future, and you go into people to uh, pay them money to tell you what your future is going to be, when the Holy Spirit already has your future planned out. You don't have to get into any type of occultism seances to speak to the dead. You don't have to do those types of things. Um, there's a lot of deception in the world. Whenever there's a positiveness of, 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 of spiritual outpouring, Satan is going to do his best to bring about a negative spiritual uh, things that he wants you to look at. He wants you to keep your eyes on he wants you to follow because he wants you to follow him. Now, the positive things um, 
that we have seen and that that is going on even now um is the outpouring of the holy spirit the outpouring of the holy spirit uh when Jesus began to pour out his spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and Jesus has poured out his gifting to the church uh, back in the um, 19, late 60s and, and 70s, uh, we had the Jesmet movement or the charismatic movement where everybody was falling in love with Jesus. Uh, um, uh, people were just, they were just so in love. It was in the 70s that I gave my life to Christ, and I was a part of that Jesus movement where I wanted to know more more every day about the Lord. But some of those people have walked away from uh, what God did for them back then. But thank you, Jesus, that I never walked away in, in that way where I never did return. I did walk away at one point, but now I'm back. But I thank and praise God for the outpouring of his Holy Spirit. There were some things, uh, there were some meetings, uh, some different types of ministers that came forth, and uh, God began to use these ministers. I believe um, at, uh, this was in 1901 at Bethel Bible College in Topeka, Kansas, a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit hit our country, and people began to turn their lives around, turn their lives over to Christ, and begin to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in 1904, uh, the Holy Spirit was outpoured on a revival in Wales, and people from all over the world were going to Wales, and I believe that that lasted um for quite some time. And then in 1906, many of us may know about the Azusa revival. It was it was the beginning of the Pentecostal movement. The Church of God in Christ and the Assembly of God churches began during that time. And a, 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 a African-American preacher by the name of William J. Seymour, he was the one that spent four years holding this revival in a little house church uh, right there in Los Angeles on a, uh, in Azusa, California. And that Azusa revival just began to spread and, and great and mighty things took place and people were being baptized with the Holy Ghost and and people were just rejoicing in the Lord and, and things began to turn around for our country and people began to live a life of of pure holiness and and righteousness before the Lord. And I'm not talking about clothing and things of this nature, but people begin to turn their lives around because they wanted to be a part of what the Holy Spirit uh, was doing. And also during these uh, years um, in in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, we had great preachers like, uh, Dr. Billy Graham, who began to start his ministry, and he began to preach and teach and share the gospel of Jesus Christ, and hundreds and thousands and maybe even millions of people got saved. I remember whenever he would be on TV, and my mom and dad and I would sit around the TV, and we would watch his service, and I remember the Holy Spirit tugging at my life because at that time I wasn't saved. I was a churchgoer, but I wasn't saved. I hadn't given my life to God, and I could feel the tugging of the Holy Spirit, but it was not at that time that I gave my life to Christ. Uh, There was a gentleman by the name of R.W. Shambach who had such a powerful ministry at tent ministries, and he would do tent revivals and the Holy Ghost would come in and great and mighty uh, uh, things would take place and people would be healed and delivered and set free. And and, and we didn't care how we looked after we uh, left the revival meeting, the tent meeting. All we wanted to know was that we had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And then there was Dr. Oral Roberts. Many of us used to sit around the TV and 
watch him and we would watch how God would heal people, how people would be healed of different diseases and different sicknesses. And then Dr. Kenneth Hagen in the 80s who taught us so much about faith, how to use faith, how to activate our faith and how to walk in our faith. And so these are some of the the spiritual uh, outpourings of the Holy Spirit, and these are still going forth today. Um, even now, right now, the gospel is being preached around the world. It's being preached around the world through the Internet, like what I'm doing right now, through satellite TV, through um, uh, your your computer, through your your cell phones, through your tablets, through your your watches, you can hear and and see all kinds of um, religious programming and and gospel programming now. Uh, and so this is a sign that Jesus is on his way because the scripture does talk about uh, how before he comes in the second coming, how the gospel will have gone completely around the world and everybody will have heard about Jesus Christ. Um, Even there is a a great outpouring of Messianic Jews, Jews who now believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah and that he is the real son of God. And then there is the Davidic worship and praise where people now are, are, we're becoming loose where we're allowing ourselves to worship God through dance and clapping our hands and lifting our hands and and dancing unto the Lord and speaking and singing in tongues and I mean it's 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 a, a great outpouring of this because it's getting closer and closer. Uh in our Davidic praise we're using all types of instruments to sing and dance and worship. People don't care uh who sees them worship and praise God because for them it is all about worshiping and loving our God. And that is category number three. And then the next one is um is world politics. And we right now are seeing so much, especially that involves the country of Israel. Uh, Israel was uh, reestablished as a nation in uh, May, I believe it was May 14th in 1948. And the scripture talks about in the last days how Israel would come back to their own, that they would become a nation again. And now they are a nation, a thriving nation. And and, and their their warfare is second to none. I mean, God is with them all of the way. Um, it, the Bible also talks about, in world politics, it also talks about wars and rumors of wars. They're, we're fighting each other, uh, not just in wars, but even in races and ethnicities. We're fighting in wars. Um, countries after countries are coming against Israel. They're coming against Israel in so many different ways, but their main reason for coming against Israel is because they want to take the city of Jerusalem, that God gave them the city of Jerusalem, I believe that was 1967, I'm not quite sure, I can't remember the um, the the month that, the month that it was, but um, these countries have been fighting for years trying to take the city of Jerusalem away from Israel, wanting it for themselves, or they want to divide it up. Uh, some of them uh, want want two or three countries to to take to uh, uh, take the city of Jerusalem and use it for whatever it is that they deem to use it for. But it belongs to Israel. Jerusalem belongs to God, and the Bible does. Uh, tell us that whoever is a friend to Israel is a friend to God. This is one reason why I'm so thankful 
to live in America because we've always sided with Israel. And because we've sided with Israel, God has always blessed this country. And then there's so much talk now about nuclear weapons. We have so many weapons now, weapons of mass destruction that are uh, that people are losing their lives. Uh, each, each country is is trying to outdo the other country. Each country is trying to blow up uh, this country and blow up that country because we all want to be the top dog. But uh, God is not going to allow that. When when Jesus returns, He is going to do war with the armies of man on the earth. And man will, the armies of man will be destroyed. So that is category uh, number four. Uh, Category number five is the signs of technology. And we would find that in uh, Luke chapter 21 and verse 26. Luke chapter 21, I'm sorry, not 26. Luke chapter 21, yes, it is, Luke chapter 21 and verse 26. And what we have today, there is so much technology. The uh, the Bible talks about in Daniel chapter 12, I think it's around verse 9, and it talks about uh, how uh, in the last days that knowledge will be increased. And it talks about how we will travel to and fro. It will be a fast travel. And they didn't have that type of travel back in the time of Daniel. And they did not have this type of technology. They didn't have this type of technology uh, back in the time of Daniel. But today we have all types of technology. Uh, We have satellites. uh, We have Robotics. Many of us may even have the little robot, uh, the little Roomba that goes and it cleans up our floors and vacuums our floors and cleans our our floors. Many of us have that in our home. A hologram, virtual reality, where you look through this like like it used to be our old Viewmasters, where you look through it and you can see uh, virtual reality. You can almost touch what you're looking at. You can feel sensations of what you're looking at. Uh, we we had TV, I believe, came out in the 1940s, uh, radio. We have uh, computer uh, science, uh, which which we where we would get the chip. And the scripture talks about uh, man taking the mark of the beast, 666, and you either put it in your right hand or put it in your forehead. Well, they already have that technology right now to chip you to find out where you are. Uh, Right now, people that are getting this mark of the beast, it is a, um, right now, it's involuntary. But um, if you were to take that mark during the tribulation period, and this is for people who don't go in the rapture. If a, if a person takes that mark, then it's over for you because what you've done is you've said okay to the, to the enemy, to the Antichrist, and you've told the Lord, I don't want to have anything else to do with you. And uh, so that person is doomed. But if, that, if you get saved during the tribulation period and you don't take the mark of the beast because you've given your life to Christ, then in most cases you will be killed, and the scripture talks about how these people will be beheaded. So right now in our world today, in some countries they are actually putting the chips in babies. Um, right now they have that technology uh, that all you do is just wave your hand over a scanner, and it can tell everything about you, your blood type, your where you are, how much money you have in the bank, uh, your weight, you know, if you're sick, what's wrong with you. I mean, that technology is even now. We have the Internet where you before all we had to do was to write a letter. But now all you got to do is get on your computer, get on your cell phone, get on your tablet or what have you. 
and you can uh, reach a family minute, a family member within minutes, even within seconds, just with a text or just with an email. I mean, things are so quick now. Uh, we also have it where um, with the travel, you know, planes, uh, you can get to certain parts of, of the country within hours and maybe even within your state by plane, maybe within certain minutes. Um, we have um, now they're, they're test driving uh, driverless cars. They're talking about hover cars, cars that fly. They're, they're, uh, we have trains that, you know, express trains that move like, like the wind. Uh, we have uh, sailboats, uh, uh, big ships now. I mean, we, we can get to anywhere so quickly until it's not funny. I mean, we're, we're, we're thinking about it, and we're almost there. I can be here today, get on a plane, and be in flight uh, sometime early in, in the morning, or I can be in New York sometime this evening. That's how fast, you know, things are today. That's how fast. And so technology has just, I mean, it, it, it's, it's good in some ways, but in other ways. I mean, you can get your hands on things that we don't need to get our hands on, you know, things that can cause us to harm and hurt others, you know, things that will, will um, cause our young girls and our young boys to meet people that they should not meet, uh, things that if we don't put a... Um, a family lock on our computer that our children can get on porn sites. And so, but I mean, everything is at our fingertips within minutes. And so the scripture talks about this, an increase in knowledge, all of the different things. In uh, Revelations chapter 11 and verse 9, it talks about the two witnesses or who, who are going to come to the earth. And they're going to preach and teach the gospel in the first three and a half years of the tribulation period. And um, the Antichrist is going to do war with them, and he is going to kill them. And the scripture says that when he kills them, they're not going to bury them, but that their bodies are going to lie dead in the streets for three days. And then it says, uh, it's going to be like Christmas because the people are going to be rejoicing that these two witnesses have been killed by the Antichrist. And it says that the whole world will be able to see their bodies lying in the streets. And you know how as soon as something happens, it's, it's immediately on Twitter. It's immediately on Facebook. It's immediately on Timber. It's immediately... Uh, uh, on um, Instagram and whatever other social media outlets, LinkedIn, whatever. It's immediately on there, and people can go on. Your children can go on and see this on on television, on our smart TVs, because you get news now 24-7. And even with our news today, uh, it's starting to get a little graphic. You know, we just recently had an incident where a father and daughter came from Mexico and, and, and the little girl couldn't make it and the father went back to get her and the little girl drowned and the father drowned. And we saw both of their bodies uh, in the water, still in the water. I mean, things are getting really graphic now. And at one time when they just said, no, we're, we don't want to show this type of thing, now these things are being shown now, so we want to be uh, really uh, cognizant of what is getting ready to happen. Things are happening, and now we have the signs of technology, and they're strong. And and I'm pretty sure there's going to be even more uh, with the hologram. Uh, you can actually make it look like a person who is no longer here is here. There was a an award show where they actually had a hologram of Michael Jackson on stage and people were, some people said it was, it was kind of frightening because they knew Michael was gone, but 
they were looking at an image of him on stage moving around. It wasn't a video, but it was a hologram. And so all of these things, robotics, I mean, everything is becoming robotic now. Everything is becoming computerized. People are losing their jobs. So they said it's to help make it easy for us, you know, consumers, but it's not easy because the uh, a a robot cannot or a com- computer cannot answer certain questions that you need to have answered. So that is uh, a problem. That is another sign right there. And uh, the last sign is the sign of Israel, what is getting ready to take place, the things that are happening in the nation of um of Israel, um, how the whole world will come at the end to fight against the nation of Israel. But the scripture says that Israel, uh, that the people that would come against Israel will be crushed because God still stands and God still fights with Israel. Don't don't be fooled. God is still on the side of his chosen people. Uh, the most important signs is that the Jews are our prophetic time clock. Whenever you see something happening and going on in Israel, just continue to look up. Continue to do what you need to do for Christ because everything that's prophetic right now is first things are taking place in um in Israel. Um uh, the most the most prophetic scripture events uh in, in most times are tied to the Jews, especially the end time uh Uh, the end-time scriptures or the end-time events that are taking place. The scriptures speak of how the uh, Jews were to be exiled and then they were to return to their um, to return to their nation or return to their country. That is let's see, that's Luke chapter 21 verse 24. And it says, they will be brutally killed by enemy weapons or sent away as exiles and captors to all nations of the world. And Jerusalem will be conquered and trampled down by the Gentiles until the period of the Gentiles triumphs in in God's good time. Well, right now, uh, the times of the Gentiles end, meaning the church. Uh, the church is, you know, the church will be leaving up out of here in the rapture. But then the Gentiles end will also come because the tribulation period, the great tribulation period, God is going to be dealing himself with the nation of Israel. And the Gentiles will have no more. They cannot move against the uh, children of Israel. Once Jesus comes back, the Gentiles end. Everything about the Gentiles that have tried to to come against um, Israel, Russia, Arabs, China, whoever would try to come against uh, the Israelites, their time is up. There is no more. God's hand is going to move and his children will be blessed. Um, in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 11 through 12, um, let's see. Uh, it talks about, in, in Isaiah chapter 11, verses 11 and 12, it talks about there how one day God is going to bring the children of Israel back to their own country, back to their own land, and they will become a nation. 
And as I said earlier, that did happen in um, 1948, uh, May 14th, I believe it was. And the Israel, Israel became a nation again. God told them that they would be exiled, that they would be uh, scattered all over the world in which they were. Uh, millions of them were killed in, in Germany up under Hitler. And, uh, um, and we, you know, many times we wonder, well, why did not God move at that time? But that just was not the time yet. Certain things still had to take place in order for uh, Israel to get to become a nation again. And now God's attention is soon to be turned back towards his people, back towards Israel. And that is when Israel, um, God will begin to deal with them in his own way. The church will be raptured out. Um, And as I said, that uh, his children would be gathered back into their own land their own country to become a nation of which they did. So the key prophecies of the Jews' return to Israel is um, May 14th, 1948. They were reestablished as a state or as a nation. On June 7th, 1967, they reoccupied the city of Jerusalem. Um, the refocusing of the world's politics in the nation of Israel. Um, Today, everything is being focused on the nation of Israel. Everything that is about to take place in in, in the world today with the end times, with the rapture, everything that's going to be taking place, it all has to do with Israel. The church will not be here. Uh, God is going to do what he needs to do for his children to bring them back to a place in him. Um, They're going to be able to rebuild their temple in Jerusalem. Um, This is where uh, the Antichrist is going to make a seven-year treaty with them, a seven years of peace. But then in the uh, three and a half years Uh, The first three and a half years, he's going to be pretty cool with Israel. But after that, he is really going to punish Israel. He's going to establish uh, um, his throne, per se. He's going to uh, put up statues of of himself. He's going to cause um, um, the Israelites to, um, the Israelites' eyes will finally be open to who he really is, that he is not the Messiah, but he's going to tell them that he is the Messiah, that he is God. Uh, but then their eyes will finally be open as to what is going to, what is going to be happening. Many of them, what is going to happen, many of them are going to be uh, destroyed, thrown into prison. Uh, they're going to do all kinds of things uh, to, to, to Israel, to the people of Israel, uh, it's going to be like an all-in-all-out war. Um, the other countries in the world, Russia, China, the Arabs, and all this other stuff that uh, will be going on in the world, but everybody's everybody's attention will be on Israel. And then Jesus himself will come back in the second coming, and he will uh, restore order to this earth. And he will destroy all the enemies. He will destroy the armies of man when he comes back. And then he will set up his kingdom. And we're going to go ahead and stop here. So uh, we know to start looking up because the signs are, we're seeing the signs right now for ourselves. We are seeing a, an increase uh, signs in nature, an increase signs in society an increased signs in um, uh, spirit, you know, the spiritual outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We are seeing uh, technology signs. We are seeing world politics signs. And we are seeing signs of Israel. Because after the Israelites uh, became a nation, that's begin, that began that begin, uh, seeing a lot of things coming to pass. 
uh, with the end times getting ready to, uh, well, we've been in the end times ever since uh, Jesus died and rose again. That's when the end times begin. But now it's becoming even uh, more frequent. Things are happening happening more frequently. Um, Things are getting more intense, as I said earlier. And so we want to be looking up, but not just looking up and doing nothing, but we want to look up and we want to see and say, you know, Lord, we thank you. You know, I'm going to work until you come. I'm so thankful for that you're on your way back to get your people, that you're on your way back to get your church. And then once uh, everything is established, once everything is is done, then Jesus will come back. Uh, in the second coming, and uh, he'll come back as Lord and King. He'll come back as Savior. He'll come back as ruler, and uh, things will be so different than what we've ever known them to be. And so um, those are the signs of the times, and uh, tomorrow we will probably start on the tribulation period. And, wow, I didn't know we're almost... (laughs) We're almost out of time, but uh, I want you to be able to go back in to my archives, and and if there was something that you missed, I believe I've done 10 lessons so far, but I want you to be able to go back in and listen and really write down notes, and I want you to uh, write down all the scriptures that I gave you, and I want you to study for yourself. I want you to to get in there and really know this word, really know it, really know this message on eschatology because it is so very important that we know that Jesus is on his way back, that we get ourselves ready, that we begin to live a godly life, that Uh, We're going to make mistakes. Yes, we are. We're going to do things that we shouldn't do, but thank God that we have a Savior by the name of Jesus Christ who's our advocate and that he will forgive us of all of our sins. He will will just um, take away everything. He'll, He'll remove it from our lives. He'll take away our sin nature, and he'll give us his nature. He'll give us his characteristics. He'll, he'll give us whatever it is that we need to live the right kind of life in Christ. We can't do it without him. None of us can. But I don't want you to not know what I'm truly and what I'm truly saying. I want you to know because um, I don't want you to stand before God and say, but I, I didn't know, you know. I can feed you. I can feed you the word of God, but I'm just a messenger. But you need to feed yourself the rest of the week, the rest of the day. So get in, go back in and, and get those scriptures, every last one of them, and study them on your own and let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Don't take anybody's word. Don't take anybody's word for anything. Know the scriptures. Know the scripture on your own so that, you know, that you can go off and you can share um, eschatology or you can share about the rapture or you can share the difference between the rapture and the second coming. Know all of this on your own. Know it on your own. There are good, uh, there are good, uh, there's good material out there. One of my favorite people is Dr. David Jeremiah. I, I love his teaching on the end times. He has some incredible literature on on the end times. Um, Hal Lindsey. Um, there, there are just so many because I don't want you to get caught up with the wrong ones who are not teaching according to scripture. But uh, but start off with Dr. David Jeremiah, who has great insight in the word of God on this teaching. Well, I see that it is time for me to get off of the air. 
I tell you, an hour goes by so, so quickly. You know, I'm just getting into it, and then I have to get out of it. But I ask that you will uh, join with us again on tomorrow. Um, I pray, as, as I always say every day, I pray that you are blessed by the word of God. I pray that it is a blessing to you, that it's something that you can share with others. Uh, before we leave the broadcast, I would ask that you would email me at a word from God seven at gmail.com. A word from God seven at gmail.com. Uh, please reach out to us for any contact information about speaking engagements, prayer requests, biblical questions, or donations. Thank you for tuning in to A Word from God on blogtalkradio.com. I am your radio hostess, evangelist Rebecca Collier-Hagler, saying thank you for joining us on today. May God richly bless all of your endeavors for him. And until next time, have a joyous and a blessed day. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye. Let's turn this into a party. I know y'all know how to move out there. Come on, y'all listen to the...